This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Back on the Tom Dupree Show, this hour powered by Dupree Financial Group. Of course, they both are, but I just remembered to say it this hour. Philip Sexton sitting here with me. How are you today? Um, not too bad. Not too bad at all. What? Uh, so you've got several articles here that you wanted to talk about. The one that, that got my attention is uh, why did federal... Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, Power, Powell back off on rate hikes. The Federal Reserve policy has been marked to market. Um, in his eagerly awaited and much ballyhooed speech to the Economic Club of New York on Wednesday, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said interest rates were just below the so-called neutral level, that elusive number that neither stimulates nor retards the economy. That was a marked change from his observation on October 3rd that the Fed was a long way from neutral. That seemingly casual co comment in an interview with PBS's Judy Woodward, Woodruff sent stocks and other assets into a tailspin with the S&P briefly entering correction territory or a 10% drop from its record highs. Powell's remark on Wednesday led a rally in stocks, lifting the major averages as much as 2%. So what's going on there? So he he came out with the statement, like you said, that basically we're just below neutral, um, m meaning that we we really don't have to move rates that much farther uh, yeah. to hit the neutral because that's ultimately what the Fed's goal is to do is to to hit that that neutral objective where they've got the the Fed funds rate at where inflation is. Um, you know, so you don't, you don't overheat the economy. You don't, you know, you don't let it run away from you. And you also don't go into a, uh, recession. You know, I have, I had some observations about this too, though, was, you know, first off his, his words, just anything that he says, it's not just the actions of the fed, but it's also the statements of the fed that, that have a huge, impact on you know the 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 economy in general or the the markets everything uh you know when when he was talking about raising rates in october raising rates much uh, you know at a much more um uh quicker pace in my mind you know that almost took away some of the confidence in business, uh, took away, you know, 
because when you look at what what's happened to business yeah. investments from that time frame, it undermined uh, that, and uh, certainly undermined the stock market too. Yeah, it 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 took away, it sucked the confidence right out of everything. You know, and when you yeah. look dating back to October third, what the market's done, it's it's been very very volatile. Um, you know, and, and business investment has has slowed down significantly. Right. Uh, you know, they came out with some reports on that. Um, now, granted, when they uh, redid the numbers a second time or whatever, you know, they weren't as bad, but they were still slowed down significantly. Uh, you know, so that that in if my they had come out with those numbers earlier, it uh, in other words, the market would not have reacted. Like it did, exactly in the same way. Yeah, and ultimately, when you're when you're here, you know, saying at, at at level A, and you're saying we're still a good piece off from from neutral, and then you flip a month and a half later and say, okay, or two months is two months later technically, and you you say, okay, you know, we're not, <laughs> we're pretty close to neutral now, and you're still at level A. That means that you brought level B down. Yeah. And the only way you've done that was basically by words. There's been really no action done in that, you know, short amount of time. It's been words. Power of words. Power of words. And that's, uh, we had a client come in and he, he said, because uh, it was on that day, actually, and the market was up, you know, two percent basically yeah in 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 dow points terms like a lot of people like to say you know what was that 500 points or something like that yeah <laughs> he came in and he said who said what <laughs> <laughs> and it was it, it it's hilarious but it's it's the truth right you know and that, that that was but it's also concerning that the words of one and one or two people can take down an entire economy in a sense yep i mean it's it's actually very concerning fed fund futures are are now pricing in only two more quarter point rate hikes including december's with any certainty the chance of four increases to a target range of three to three and a quarter by the end of 2019 implied by the fed's dots is given just an 8% probability down from the already low 18.6 probability a month ago. This column has contended on several occasions that the Fed ran the risk of running too stringent of a monetary policy. More recently, and this is a uh, this is Randall Forsyth in, in Barron's writing. More recently, uh, I suggested that judging the stance of monetary policy on the basis of still historically low level of interest rates failed to take into account the impact of the Fred's dramatic contraction of liquidity via its balance sheet reduction. So I guess that uh, we're not going to have to go as high. Well, you know, it's... Ultimately, what you're trying to do, what what the market is trying to do is look at future levels of cash flows, future levels of earnings, you know, project 
10 years out from now and, and what, what things are going to look like. And, you know, it's not pricing. It's not necessarily pricing in today mm-hmm. as much as it is 10 years from now. Right. You know, and when you see this, you know, this volatility, it's saying that it, it's basically saying that, you know, the, what, what he is saying in here is that the fed is probably, you know, probably running too stringent of a policy and you know they they are um and it looks like that the fed indeed has backed off and decided well maybe it was too stringent yeah that's what hopefully that is what you want to see a little bit you know i it's i i've had i've had multiple talks with a darsh who's our local economist we Uh like to call him you know and, and he's and he's even said it too it's it's a lot easier to stop runaway inflation than it is to to stop deflation. Yeah, you know, and we've seen it over the past ten years, basically. Right. You know, you, you've we've had many many years up until the past few of, I guess you would call it what stagflation almost. Yeah. Just you know, kind of inflation is non-existent, but you're not seeing a lot of deflation either. It's just status quo, in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that. It's not the worst thing in the world, I guess, but it's it's definitely not good for your economy, um, especially when you're running a, a a budget deficit of sorts, because right. you know you're 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 not growing. I, I like to call it the uh, the home value. You know, like it's like a your budget deficit is like the mortgage. You know, you, but you're you're constantly refining right. every year. Well, right. in order to refi every year, your home value has to go up. Right. You know, which is your GDP, basically. That's right. And if you're seeing very, very low growth rates on that, well, can't really refi too many more years. No. U.S. life expectancy falls further. Um, this was a troubling article. I read it also uh, about how uh, life expectancy in the U.S. is, is beginning to drop. And I think it's an interesting thing. Let's get to that when we come back from the break. It is the Tom Dupree Show powered by Dupree Financial Group with Philip Sexton. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. February. The state of our union. 2018. Bonuses from Parkland, Florida. Bump stocks. DACA. 2019. Billy Graham. Happens here. May God bless you all. News Radio 630. Time of your life. WLAP. At Dupree Financial Group, we do not earn commissions on your hard-earned retirement dollars. We don't sell you investment products that are difficult to understand. We do research on every security we recommend to you and follow them closely. We meet with you every six months to go over your investment performance. We don't hide from you. We communicate with you regularly about the status of your investments with us. We want you to be informed, comfortable, and happy. If all this sounds too good to be true, give us a try. Call us at 859-233-0400, and we'll set up a no-cost, no-obligation review of your retirement investment portfolio. You may be pleasantly surprised to find out what sort of services are available to you, the retirement investor. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP.
Back on the Tom Dupree show. So there was this article in the Wall Street Journal about uh, the data that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention released on Thursday showing life expectancy fell by one-tenth of a year to 78.6 years in the U.S., pushed down by the sharpest annual increases in suicides in nearly a decade and continued rise in deaths from powerful opioid drugs like fentanyl. Influenza, pneumonia, and diabetes also factored into last year's increase. That's not a good sign for the United States. No, it's not. And, you know, it, you talked about troubling article. And when you when you read and it talks about, you know, death rates rose in particular for adults age 25 to 44. Well, heck, I'm in that demographic. Right. You know, that's that's. That's my peers, and right. you you never want to see that because that that hits home, you know, and and especially when you know you start looking, you've got kids that age, you know, and and I'm having a kid that'll be coming into a world like that, you know, it, it's it's sobering, and you you really want to look at things and say, you know, what can I do to help, and and. We've we've got a we've got a coworker, Guy Huglet, that's it's real big into things like that too, um, over at the Shepherd's House. But also there's Re- a recovery trying to help people Yeah. Get recovered from you know trying to stem off that that overdose, basically. Yeah. You know, and it's it's a, it's a scary thing because no one no one intends to overdose on drugs. You know, no one's ever, well, I don't say no one, you know, the suicide you do, but no one ever intends to be overdosing on fentanyl or overdosing on heroin. It just, it, it's something that grabs you so hard that you can't just, you know, say, hey, I'm going to stop. It, it's it's a very addictive thing. And, you know, when I when I look at things, there's also a, a huge economic impact there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was going over this with Guy yesterday. When when a, when a man that is 25, so when you look at the life expectancy of 78.6 years right now, when a man that is 25 overdoses or commits suicide, that is 53 years of life gone. Mm-hmm based on that life expectancy 53 years gone it's 53 years of buying a home or renting a home 53 years of driving to work every day you know 53 years of being productive 53 years of buying shampoo buying food buying clothing it's 53 years of gdp right gone that's right you know and when you see a huge increase in in numbers of of that age group doing that you know that is because let's face it you know it, it, it's if one person does it you know it, it doesn't topple the whole tower but if you see multiple people of that age group you know disappearing off the face of the earth it creates a it, it creates a problem yeah for that age group moving forward when it comes to economic factors 
know, it, it, it's it's a it's a very you know it's a very real problem. Um, not to mention all the other problems that come with it. But it, it's a trend that needs to be monitored, uh, you know, because life expectancy isn't the only thing. You you talked about in the in the previous uh, hour about the global warming, and they did all that case study and everything. My economic theory is that you do have to have a growing, you know, growing population is um, is telling for future growth in you know in your economy right uh you know you look at japan for example japan life expectancy is 84.1 years they don't have a growing population necessarily though you know it's it's basically they're figuring out how to keep all their old people alive for longer right you know they don't they don't have a lot of people given super high birth rates they don't have a high immigration rate when you factor that in, they've for 20 years been in a kind of a depressed-like economy. Right. Uh, you know, what what the U.S. has is, you know, we're, well, up until the past couple of years, we were, you know, keeping our older generations alive longer. Um, well, we still are doing that. Mm-hmm. We're struggling in the middle right yeah. now. But we're, you know, we've got higher birth rates uh, and higher immigration rates than we do death rates. You know, when you when you've got more than one person coming in than you do going out, then you have extra consumption. Right. That's what you need to see to see growth in the economy, in my opinion. Right. You know, and I was kind of laughing when it said, you know, we took the worst case scenarios of the 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 population doubling to twelve billion, and I was like, how's that a bad thing? How does that hurt GDP? And then. Yeah. They talked about how there was no technological advancement. And I said, well, that just means more people are going to have to work to make the things for everybody to eat and sleep and yep. everything else. And I was like, I, I don't – it made no sense to me. And then you say, okay, well, if the if the earth warms up by 15 degrees, well, now you're going to have to have people work to make um, more T-shirts instead of long-sleeve <laughs> shirts, you know, because it's going to be warmer. It, 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 it made no sense their 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 argument, but no. you you get what I'm saying on this is th- from an economic standpoint. You know when 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 someone kills himself or overdoses himself, you know at, at such an early age, it has long standing effects on everybody. Yeah, you know it, it it's not just boom they're gone you move on with life. It's no, it, it it creates a hole. It does. You know, and, and it it's the the baby boom generation created a, a huge wave of growth in America. Uh and the millennial generation with its sheer size was supposed to be the next wave of growth. And here we are knocking ourselves off. Yeah. You, know, you don't <laughs> I, I I'm just speaking to my peers here right now on the radio. I'm preaching, I guess, trying to is stop and think. Yeah. You know, that's right. So I don't know if you have any, any, any other observations on the subject. That was my, I don't, it was pretty good though. The danger of too much optimism. This is something that, uh, 
Wall Street predicts long-term earnings growth, but the targets are nearly impossible to meet. This might play into the population thing also. Well, yeah, it's, it's you know, the, when you see too much optimism, too, it, we call it in the in the stock world the the herd mentality yeah you know when you when you see everybody flocking saying hey amazon is i, I can't tell you how many times i've heard buy this it'll never go down mm-hmm. you know it, it used to be a long time ago buy ge it'll never go down right look where it's at now buy walmart it'll never go down well it's gone down before yeah. you know a now it's buy Amazon. It'll never go down. Amazon over the past couple of months, I'm gonna see if I can gone down twenty five percent. Yeah. Right at yeah. In the over twenty percent. It's somewhere in that twenty five percent range. You know, when you look at that, okay, you just if you I'm gonna put it into dollar terms. If you put a hundred thousand dollars into Amazon you're at seventy five thousand now. Yeah, that, if you did that when it was the at, price at was the, at the at if 2000. you followed the herd, yes, and you you and there's always that last guy on the boat. Yeah, you know, and that's that's never what you want to be. Ultimately, you you've got to figure out how to look at company fundamentals, and if you can't do that, you've got to have you've you've got to get somebody to do it for you. Yeah, you know because. It is a surefire way to lose following the herd um, because there's going to come a time where you're the last guy on the boat. Right. We don't want to be that. All right. Stay with us. We're not done yet. We're going to be talking more about the markets and the economy here on the Tom Dupree Show, it's News Radio 630 WLAP. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy and I don't trust nobody. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or Call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com. Alabama, live in concert. Song, song of the South. Friday, December 7th, Rupp Arena, a historic night in Lexington, Kentucky for one night only. Alabama, with Ricky Skaggs. country the Kentucky Headhunters. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Presented by iHeartRadio. 
The nation is waking up to word George H.W. Bush has died. The 94-year-old passed away in Houston Friday night, less than eight months after the death of his wife, Barbara. ABC's Jim Ryan has more from Texas. Mr. Bush was no stranger to hospital rooms. Infections and lung problems had been plaguing the ex-president for years. In 2013, he was in such bad shape that his son, George W. Bush, has said he began to write a eulogy. But his father recovered, and once out of the hospital, the elder Bush said through his staff, quote, put the harps back in the closet. Funeral arrangements are in place. ABC News has learned the casket of George H.W. Bush will be placed in the rotunda of the U.S. Capitol. His funeral will be held at National Cathedral, and his body will return to Houston and make a 100-mile train journey to College Station. That's where he'll be buried alongside his wife and his daughter at his presidential library at Texas A&M University. Condolences are pouring in from around the world. Michelle Franz in ABC News. It is a windy and a wet Saturday. That's the start of December. Temperature around 60 doesn't feel the part, but those winds are gusting today. 40 to 50 miles an hour with occasional showers and some thunderstorms. Sunday looks better. 55 to 60, partly sunny and still windy early next week. Temperatures crash as old man winter brings snow chances back into play. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP and iHeart Radio Station. Revelation 7 9 through 10 says, After these things I looked and behold a great multitude which no one could count, from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm branches were in their hands, and they cry out with a loud voice saying, Salvation to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. This scripture to me is a beautiful picture of all races, languages, and ethnicities worshiping God together. I believe this is God's dream for His people. Jesus told us to pray that God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're not perfectly there yet at Trinity Hill, but we do have believers from over 40 nations who are members of our church, and our worship services more and more reflect God's dream. Are you interested in worshiping in a church like this? I'm Steve Drury, Senior Pastor of the Trinity Hill United Methodist Church located at the corner of Tates Creek and Armstrong Mill Roads. I hope you will come and worship with us this Sunday. HelpWantedLexington.com presents the world's worst boss, the one who posts jobs on huge national job sites looking for anyone with a pulse. We'll just call him Dave. Dave, Gene from corporate. You placed an ad on that huge national job site, and now HR has thousands of useless applications. Well, Gene, you clearly said we want quantity, not quality. That's exactly the opposite of what I said, Dave. Oh, well, like my mother taught me, if at first you don't succeed, cut your losses and run. Bye! Don't be a Dave. Find your perfect local employee at HelpWantedLexington.com. Local jobs that work. 630 WLAP. Danger of too much optimism. Back on the Tom Dupree show. So, 
too much optimism is uh, a thing that uh, the market has to have too much optimism sometimes. That's what keeps the market going is that, you know, they're peddlers of optimism. That, that is, um, you know, and, and when you when you see um, too much pessimism, that's definitely the time to buy too. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think in the article too, it, it talks about, it says uh, analysts polled by the S&P Global Market Intelligence now believes earnings for stock in the S&P 500 will grow 13.3% a year for the next three to five years. Uh, by any calculation, it's nearly impossible for that prediction to come true. Uh, belief in future earnings growth is a major factor in the stock market's high valuation, and it is even more important for the priciest, most speculative stocks. Netflix, for example, is expected to increase earnings by 40% a year, Under Armour by 28%, and Facebook is expected annual earnings growth of about 20%, which seems muted in comparison. Though if even that came true, the social media uh, company's earnings would be nearly 150% higher than they are now. So the problem is... Uh, you know, when you see, and that's that's kind of what you've seen with those three, well, two of those companies, Netflix and and Facebook, uh, for extreme examples, is when analysts or, or the market goes in and that that can't lose mentality on it and and says, hey, you know, Netflix is going to grow by forty percent a year, and it hits thirty eight. Yeah. The, the market the market doesn't like it the market hates it and that's what you that's what you've seen with a lot of those those fang stocks your, your facebook amazon netflix and google it's, there was so much optimism priced in too much optimism priced in that when they didn't hit the hurdle they sold off um you know, when you when you look, it says so. For context, earnings for companies in the index have grown an average of about seven percent a year for the past twenty years, uh, while revenue has gone up four percent. Uh, so either one of those numbers could rise, and profit growth would be um, much stronger this year following the big corporate tax cut. Uh, but even if revenue grew much faster than usual, and companies kept buying back stock, which does raise earnings per share. At their recent heady pace, the only way for earnings growth to rise 13.3% annually would be for profit margins to go up by a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's kind of like a, you talk about fake news in a sense. Is you've you've got to have realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you've got when you look at a company you've you've got to have you know what we do at the pre-financial group i'm gonna say what we do is we can't forecast the future any better than anybody else you know we're we're we don't have crystal balls you've got to base your you've got to base your investment assumptions on what is this company doing right now and what is the probability that it will do it again next year? You know, because if you can, if you can break down, okay, you know, this company's earning a billion dollars, it's paying out 
400 million in the form of dividends. It's got 600 million left that it's reinvesting in in the company. I'm just making up numbers here, by the way. And you know, it, it it's debt multiples are under three times, which is pretty good. You know, it's investment grade rated, uh, and it makes a product that everybody uses every single day. You know, what's the chances that it's going to do that again next year? Right. Well, pretty good chance. Okay, well, now you've got something that, that's paying you an income stream. That's, that's why I said it's paying 40% of its earnings out to you in the form of dividends. It's paying an income stream. It's producing a consistent product that's making a consistent income stream. Right. To pay that consistent dividend. So it'll probably pay the income to you next year too and you can you know come next year reevaluate or you can build an investment premise around that yes you can't sit there and say hey you know i i, I think this stock 10 years from now is 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 going to be double where it's at you can say hey i think the stock at, at current levels is cheap and if it continues to do this for the next 10 years its value will get realized. That's the problem that I see with this is is you you had all this optimism built in that you know hey Amazon's gonna be a five trillion dollar company in the next ten years. On what you know what makes you say that? Yeah, guy Morgan Stanley said they're gonna grow by forty percent a year or, or something like yeah. that. You know that that it blows your mind when you really start to think about it. Right, but you know that's where I, that's where you really have to look into, you know, what your investment approach is. First off, if you're if you're if you're nearing retirement or you're in retirement, you don't need to be chasing that optimistic approach. Sure, because if you jump in on something like Amazon, it falls twenty five percent. You now have a fourth less of what you had to begin with try right. to make it until the day you die. Yep. You know, and going back to the life expectancy thing, you know, life expectancy for older adults, the baby boomer generation, that is going up mm -hmm. you know, because there are technological and medical advances that are, you know, allowing them to live longer. If you know you're going to have to potentially, you know, make this money last until you're you're 90 years old or something, then you you need it to produce for you, right? You and Amazon's not producing a dividend even. Yeah, and so to produce for you, it has to do one of two things: it has to either grow immediately and grow every single year, or it has to make income. For you make money throw off a dividend throw off a dividend and i can tell you which one has the higher probability of of continuing you know because yeah you can buy something and it grows seven percent right then and there boom you know great repeat it yeah okay you do it two years boom great repeat it you do it three years boom great repeat it four years boom down ten percent right now what are you doing there you go you know, it, it's <laughs> we like repeatability. Yeah, that's what we like you know, because you can build an investment process around repeatability. 
you know, it, it, I'm not saying that a company that pays a dividend isn't immune to going down in price. No, it, it can go down in price. You know, it, it, you, I like to say the stock market is like a big pond. You throw a rock in there somewhere, it will ripple the entire market. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you've seen the you've seen the top the the top guys, the Fang stocks, which was your leadership. You've seen them be hit hard. You know, basically bear market territory right. on a lot of these things. But you've also seen everything else around it ripple to some extent. However, these companies are still producing their goods. They're still producing their services. They're still making the income. They're still mm-hmm. paying the dividend. So you weren't forced to say, oh, I, I, I got to get my... Got to get my money this this month, and I got to sell something. No, <laughs> got to get my money this month. Oh, it's a good thing the 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 electric company paid me paid me my dividend this month. Yep, you know, or it's it's a good thing which you don't have to take out of principal. Exactly, it's a good thing I've got that income coming in to live off of. Yeah, that's that's what we do, and that's what you need to look at what your approach is in retirement. That's what I would implore you to do. You know, it's uh, right. if that if that sounds if that sounds like something that interests you, feel free to uh, contact us for sure. Right. Two three three zero four hundred. All right, you got some other articles in here. Tell me which ones you want to look at. Uh, let's see. I like these 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 top two here. It's this. China uh, said to plan a major purge of the $176 billion loan market. And also, uh, I like this, this Madoff victims receive another yeah. $695. You can pick between those two. Which one you want to start with? Do the Madoff victims. Madoff victims. Okay. Yes, yeah, so this article is, is from Bloomberg. is written by Eric Larson. Uh, just a real quick news bit, but definitely something that uh, we can we can talk about here. It's a... Victims of Bernard Madoff's Ponzi scheme are due to get checks totaling $695 million from the U.S. Justice Department, tapping a fund created through settlements with some of the con man's oldest customers and his bank, J.P. Morgan Chase. The Madoff Victim Fund has begun distributing the money to more than 27,000 victims worldwide, the third in a series of payments from the $4 billion fund the agency said in a Thursday statement. The payments are separate from a $13.3 billion uh, fund overseen by Cornerport and Trustee who is pursuing a recovery from investors who profited from the scam. Madoff investors lost a total of $19 billion in principal. The Ponzi scheme was exposed after collapse of the Conman Securities firm in December 2008. Now, in this... In this world, um, you make a lot of relationships. In this business, it's all about the relationship that you make. You know, the the relationship has to be built on trust. You have to be able to trust who, you know, who is managing your money that has your best interest at heart, that will do what is necessary to make you know, your money work for you. Um, you know, when you look at, at, at Madoff and you really boil it down, 
he did a lot of things that were kind of shady. Yeah, you know? Just a little bit. Just, but you know, there was there was a lot of lot of warning signals. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of. He was more than a little bit shady. He was completely dark. Yeah, but and I guess that's what I'm saying. There was there was a lot of stop signs, but people were seeing. Oh, but look at what what the returns that he's producing for for these people are. Look at you know look at what he's doing, and okay, you know he was he was printing his own statements. He was yeah. calculating all his own returns and stealing money, stealing money from from the next person to pay the person up above him. That's kind of how the Ponzi scheme works. Yep. Um, you know, until the bottom collapses out from under you. But you know what happens here is all these people made a bad decision on who to trust. Yep. Um, They made a bad decision on what was best for their portfolio. And, you know, even if they're able to recover all $19 billion of principal that was lost, it's 2018. Yeah. It's 10 years gone from your life and your potential return. You know right. that, yeah, we got you your nineteen billion dollars back, but we couldn't get the, you know, the eight percent annual growth that happened over the past decade. Right. You know, sorry. You know what's what good does that do you? None. None. You know when you're, that's what I'm saying is when you, when you look at, okay, hey, I'm I need to start thinking about retirement or I need to start saving for retirement. It is never too early. To form that relationship, right? The earlier, the better, actually, because if you if you can form that relationship earlier, you've built a stronger bond of trust. Or if you've made the mistake and picked the wrong person to form the relationship with, well, you did it early, so now you can, you know, hopefully back out of it and find a new one. Right. Stay with us. We need to take a break. It is the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. April. North Korea. Could happen. 2018. Trade war. Syria. Chemical weapons. Paul Ryan is retiring in June. Bill Cosby. Oh, Robert Prince. 2019. Barbara Bush. Happens here. Today. News Radio 630 WLAP. At Dupree Financial Group, we do not earn commissions on your hard-earned retirement dollars. We don't sell you investment products that are difficult to understand. We do research on every security we recommend to you and follow them closely. We meet with you every six months to go over your investment performance. We don't hide from you. We communicate with you regularly about the status of your investments with us. We want you to be informed, comfortable, and happy. If all this sounds too good to be true, give us a try. Call us at 859-233-0400, and we'll set up a no-cost, no-obligation review of your retirement investment portfolio. You may be pleasantly surprised to find out what sort of services are available to you, the retirement investor. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP.
Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Got an article here. Watch out for these 10 retirement killers. What about that one? All right. Yeah. Definitely need to watch out for what can kill the retirement. <laughs> Let me see. Here. Let me get it up. All right. So, uh, you know, we, we talked about making that, um, that bond early. So talk, the article, it goes on, it's from Barron's. It's written by, uh, uh, Brett Aarons, A-R-E-N-D-S. Uh, so it says there are plenty of things that can ruin a person's retirement plans. Uh, divorce, illness, job loss, overspending. Uh, some leave a retiree with a lifetime of regret. A recent study has revealed for the first time the 10 biggest causes of financial regret among those who have retired or are near to retirement. Uh, the information may help those who are currently working and saving by giving them more ability to plan for their finances and prepare. Uh, so it starts talking about these results come at a time when many Americans are struggling to save for retirement. Uh, savers are, are grappling with high student debt levels, housing costs, uh, sluggish wage growth, and many don't have uh, retirement savings vehicles through their jobs. Only 54 American workers put money into a 401k plan in 2015. Hmm. Uh, so uh, it talks about the 10 biggest dangers and probability that each one will leave you uh, with, with saving regret after age 60. Uh, number one, having very low financial literacy. There's an 81% chance that'll leave you with regret. Uh, being well, you can help that by having a good financial advisor. Yes, someone that is willing to take the time to teach you why they're doing what they're doing. Right to answer questions, um, not just say, "Oh, this is what we did. This is this is what it's done." You know, you you want to know why you own something and what it's doing for you. Uh, number two, being struck by poor health that prevents you from working. Uh. That's a 79% chance. Well, uh, if you start that, if you start that relationship early with a good financial advisor and he's looking over your financial situation, he might tell you that, hey, <laughs> you know, you you have you have no insurance and you're in a job that you probably want to think about getting some insurance for, you know, because. Uh, what if a steel beam falls and crushes your foot and you can't work for, you know, the next 10 years or something like that? Uh, definitely something that, you need, you know, you need to have someone that you can trust that will lead you in the right direction there. Uh, being laid off and spending a period unemployed, that's 77%. Um, you know, that's... I've, that's a big one too. Uh, earning less than expected. Well, that's a seventy-six percent chance. That's number four. I'm gonna tell you what: if you earn less than expected, you spend less than expected. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's pretty simple. Uh, that's where when you, it's not just about a relationship of um, someone. You know, just managing your money it's a full-on relationship it's somebody that's gonna be 
kind of your accountability partner, somebody that is going to kick you in the tail and say, hey, you're spending more than you need to be spending right now. Right. You know, you you don't need all that extravagant stuff. We're putting it to the side. We're planning for your future here. Right. You know, that's that's it's a relationship out of love in yeah. a sense. Uh, number five, getting divorced. That's a 74% chance uh, of making you have regrets. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to be a marriage counselor. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm probably be no good at it, but, uh, you know, who knows? So we're not going to go down that Avenue there. <laughs> um, number six, making bad investments. Uh, that's a big one. That's 70% chance that you'll have regret. That's where you've got to know why you own something, what it does for you, and you've got to continually reevaluate that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and if if it turns out that it didn't hit what it was supposed to hit, you pull the plug right. and you move on to the next one. But ultimately, that's where that relationship comes in of someone who's looking at the money every single day, someone who's looking at the investments every single day and Basically, every single day reevaluating, you know, we still own this. Do we still own this? Do we still own mm-hmm. this? And making decisions based upon that, that can save you a lifetime of regret, a very, very long lifetime of regret. Um, that can save you from buying that. Uh, you, you talked about one, Ink to Me. It can yeah. save you from buying that company, Ink to Me. Um, you know, that everybody thought in 2000 was going to be the next big thing, and it's worth basically nothing. Zero. Zero. Uh, number seven, being hit by major medical bills. Well, I can tell you one thing. Uh, I, call, I call our portfolio the life happens approach, you know, because – we're trying to produce an income and there are a lot of other avenues out there that produce income annuities, for example, but they don't allow access to the principal. Now, when you look at what we're trying to do, we're trying to produce an income, but keep that principal there because we understand that life happens. Hey, so if you want to talk about your portfolio, give us a call at eight, five, nine, two, three, three, zero, four hundred. Philip, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. I, I enjoyed it. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group, News Radio 630 WLAP.